listen to your breath. Welcome back to Portrait of the Autist as an Old Man. I'm Dylan Brody. Before we begin uh, this week's chapter, the introduction to Modern Depression Guidebook, I have a uh, piece. I've been enamored of Lawrence Ferlinghetti for pretty much as long as I can remember. That's a lie. Since high school. He went to the same uh, Northeastern prep school that I went to. Uh, and it turns out he was born in the same town in which I went to college. So there's a, a lot of weird connection to my youth there. But I was aware of him in high school. I began reading his work when I was in high school. He was the guy who ran City Lights Bookstore in San Francisco. And he was the nurturing center of the beat movement, a beloved figure of all the beat poets and writers. And I, I like his work far more than I like Kerouac's work, and I liked some of Ginsburg's work a lot. But Ferlinghetti, I really had a sort of a thing for. And a few years ago, an agent suggested that I collect together all of my stories that had the dogs in them and make a book of it. And then he looked at that and said, that's not enough for a book. So I came up with some more dog-related stuff and came up with this piece. It ran as a feature in Bark Magazine, a, a magazine for dog lovers. The only thing you need to know for this is that Ferlinghetti in this piece is spelled F-U-R. Ferlinghetti. A dog on the beat. Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran freely in the street. He wrote no poetry in his head, planned no conversations with middle management. His deadlines determined by stomach and dark, he sniffed the world for adventure and followed no schedule. He was no watchdog. The sidewalks and alleyways padded under and away behind him, scented for friends to know his passage. His leg lifts and paw touches, each a gentle mark for the finding. Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran freely in the street. Ginsbear and Corso ran with him for a bit, near noon beneath the near-stopped sun, but its quiet overhead arc saw them off to elsewhere, amiable in parting, all the wags and pants strewn wide and away. Joy of action bundled him on, all soft and shiny for the admiration of the bitches, claws clicking on pavement. This city home, this cubist construct, no disguise for a world he knew and always would was just a ball. All gray and tall honked laughing to him in the language of modernity. Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran freely in the street. The big and small of sky and scraper, ants and scraps about him uncompared. Fast food wrapper trash drew salivating want from deep cavern muzzle snuffle. Tongue hung long for bonus sense of dream taste desire. The fast and slow of cars and crosswalks filled him to the jowls, flopping with each step past perfume skirts and nicotine trousers over leather luscious shoes. No bad, no shoes, no bad dog. Onward, turning blocks to territory, Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran. Freely in the street he grinned and strangers, some said, handsome boy, or come boy, come, but on he ran, dismissive of their rescue fantasy offers, their new dog hopes, their hero dreams of gratitude and hugs, a child in happy tears. Others, fearful, gave unneeded space. 
Seeing teeth projected danger, rage, a rabid temper rigged to twig, averted eyes, and Lawrence in his breathing chuckled dominant in his world and trotted off, trotted on. He ran his beat about the glass-glitter neighborhood and past the outpushed stoops where pungent lady smoked and paperback boy read, stretched and high and lounging across three steps. Both knew him well, if not his name, and casually greeted him as he passed. He'd stop some days for pets and scratches, let them talk, trade love for love, but not today. Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran freely in the street tight dodging through the light-stopped growl of traffic, overheating in the summer slowdown, horn-bleating herds of chrome and plastic called for order some deep-gene want drove him to impose, but he would not shout, nipping at the heels of all the world to stay in close. He knew the impulse of his ancestors not as an imperative but as a gentle touch of history, a soft and comforting voice barking back across millennia. The great-great-granddogs working with the two-leg shepherds, bringing flocks to shearing cattle for the milking or the slaughter, touched his rough through tufts of time. As happy in their work as he now in his liberty, they urged him on, unenvying, supportive, baying songs of immortal love that echo down the ages. So running on, he let the traffic course its way, unchaste and uncontrolled. Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran freely in the street. The turning orb pulled shadows long, and only for a moment he lay, sheltered from the warm, paw-cradled face flat down in shade. Then up again, he made the final turn for home, where bowl and bed awaited, boy, brother, and tall parents, their laughter, his joy. In safe again, and hearing Globox murmur on in voices familiar but unknown, he sensed the trepidation, rising fears, concerns too big for him to hold of broken worlds and post-apocalyptic presence. He lay to listen to make soft sounds of comfort, should any of them pause to care. Tomorrow he would race again, and every day the air allowed. In twitching dreams, as in his love-blessed life, Lawrence Ferlinghetti ran freely in the streets. That's Dog on the Beat, originally published in Bark Magazine. Onward, we now get to the second segment of the Modern Depression Guidebook, which we started last week. This is the introduction. Introduction. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Words of wisdom from some idiot who thought it was a good idea to make a thousand mile journey on foot. Recent years have shown a marked increase in the popularity of depression as a subject of literature, a topic of conversation, and for many people, a way of life. It is important right off that a distinction be made between depression and sadness. Sadness is a normally occurring human emotion caused by outside stimuli. For example, it may cause you some sadness if you are staring at your monthly bills compiling a list of expensive things that you own and could sell. You cannot really qualify for your merit badge in depression, though, until you stare out at a swimming pool, compiling a list of heavy things that you own and could tie to your feet. My own belief about depression is that it serves a valuable and vital purpose. 
As uncomfortable as the sensation of hunger may be, the body gives us an important signal when we need nourishment. Consistently ignore or medicate this sensation, and malnutrition of some sort will most certainly ensue. Hunger, rather, must be fed, staved off for a time, always with the knowledge that it will return to torment us later. So too does the necessary discomfort of depression serve a purpose. Some might say it is a psychic reminder to spend a while looking inward or to focus on those around you. Some would say that at the heart of every depression lies a self-esteem problem which must be corrected or a childhood experience which must be remembered and re-examined. I believe that at the heart of every depression is an ages-old genetic memory of a simple fact so long forgotten or denied that most of us are able to spend much of our lives pretending that it is not so. The fact is this. Life on Earth really, really sucks. Figure one in the Modern Depression Guidebook is a pie chart divided as follows. 57% that portion of life which really, really sucks. 27% that portion of life that really sucks. 14% that portion of life which merely sucks. And the remaining 2% that portion of life spent eating chocolate-covered strawberries while playing with puppies. You can find the Modern Depression Guidebook at dylanbrody.com in the Emporium. You can also find all of my other books and CDs there. For those of you who would like to get this podcast just a little bit earlier or who would be interested in looking at uh, beta-level reader works and seeing video and so on, go over to dylanbrody.com slash Patreon. I've got a page there where you can get all sorts of wondrous stuff for your entertainment and delight. I'm Dylan Brody. This is Portrait of the Autist. As an old man, you are a delight and a joy. I produce Portrait of the Autist as an old man weekly with a good deal of gratitude toward Ayesola Lewis as well as Active Voice Productions. If you want to know more about Active Voice Productions, you can go to activevoiceproductions.com. If you want to know more about my work and if you want to hear the entirety of the Modern Depression Guidebook as a newly released audiobook, Head over to dylanbrody.com, scroll down. All of my work is available there at dylanbrody.com slash emporium. Let me know if there's anything you would like to hear more of, less of, or what have you. Just send your notes to comments at activevoiceproductions.com. And if you're not cruel and insulting, they'll pass them on to me. Thanks.